What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. This is episode seven. It's hard to believe we're already seven weeks in. I've had a blast putting this together for everybody, and for myself, of course. Um, we have got an action-packed episode for everybody today. Before we start with any of the main content, though, I want to give a shout-out to Yayo, who was my guest last week. Guys, if you haven't ever checked out Yayo before, well, number one, I don't know where you've been, and number two, go check the guy out. He was absolutely awesome to have on the show, really humble guy, really fun guy to talk to, knows his stuff, unfortunately likes the Red Sox. We can, we can move past that. That's That's not the end of the world here, but... Listen, this guy's awesome. Uh, if you haven't listened to or watched episode six, you can obviously go back in your podcast feed and check that out. Or you could go to YouTube, the show, the podcast, where I have that episode up there, uh, along with an interview I did with Scuffy McGee. Um, like I've said in the past, the YouTube page isn't necessarily going to be populated every week. It's going to be updated when I do interviews with other content creators. This way, there's an element of uh, something to watch, a visual for everybody. Um, but listen, go check out Yayo, please. He's awesome. Uh, hopefully this is not the only time he will be on the podcast. I'd love to have him on moving forward uh, whenever whenever it makes sense to talk to the guy. So next order of business here. Um, don't have any reviews to read this week. Guys haven't been reviewing the show a lot lately, so leave a couple reviews. Uh, five-star reviews get shouted out. I thoroughly appreciate it. Really, really helps the podcast along. Uh, it's also nice for me, from my perspective, just to hear... Uh, feedback and what you guys like, maybe what you don't like, uh, suggestions for what you'd like to hear or see on YouTube if I ever get to that point of creating more on YouTube. But let's just get right into the crux of this episode right now. So we've got three things to talk about. The eighth inning program, which dropped last week. Team Affinities. Make sure you're up to date on Team Affinities, but we'll talk more in depth on that. And I've identified... 30 cards that we don't have the best version of yet in this game. Uh, these do not count surprise players that we don't know if we're going to get. These are strictly cards that we already have a base version of that I expect to get a better version of within the next few months. But we're just going to start out with the 8th inning program. So, it dropped last Thursday. I think it dropped on a Thursday instead of a Friday because of the Madden release and the Tony Hawk release and the Avengers release, so SDS just wanted to get ahead of it and make sure people had a reason to keep playing MLB The Show when all those other games came out. I believe 2K also came out. Um, truth be told, I have also been playing Tony Hawk and Avengers. Uh, both games are, are very good. Um, <laughs> taking a little step back from MLB The Show just because online play has been a little frustrating for me lately. Um... But listen, I gr I stayed up pretty much late all night Thursday, grinded out the program. I completed the the eighth inning program before I went to bed Thursday night. So I selected Ty Cobb, not because I think he's the best player from this program. I don't think he is, but he was the most expensive at the time. So I took him, immediately sold him. Now, as you guys probably know, as I've said in the past, I usually end up getting all three bosses anyway, just so I can get the voucher for the upcoming program, the next program. But out of this trio here, it's hard for me to say who's the best one. And that's not because they all are bad. It's just because I, I'm not sure. 
So we'll look at Clayton Kershaw first. So 99 Cy Young, Clayton Kershaw. Four-seam slider, 12-6 curve, change-up sinker. Your 12-6 curve, you're probably not going to use a lot. They seem like they're easier to hit this year than they have been in years past. Your change-up, you're really only going to mix in now and then because they hang. But in the right count, the right uh, aggressiveness of the opposing batter, maybe you get them. You're really going to be living off that sinker-slider combo, sneaking in a four-seamer. Now, looking at his stats, he's over 100 in all the important pitching uh, per nines. 113 stamina. Control is 93. Break is 99. He's going to be a very comfortable pitcher to use. Last year, he was the Corey Kluber of the game. But last year, he was the Corey Kluber of the game because his velocity was higher. So on the base level Kershaw this year, his velocity is only a 76. Tops out at about 94. When you prestige him, you gain three in that category. So it goes to 79. He's going to top out like 95, 96. I just don't know if that is enough. It very well might be. You know, Corey Kluber gets by with close to that velocity, but he has that slurve and the cutter. Don't overlook the cutter. The cutter is such an important pitch this year. Probably second behind the sinker. So, I'm absolutely going to give Kershaw a shot in my rotation. It's not even a question. I'm not going to buy him right now. I'm just going to wait till his price comes down. But he, he might not be as good as last year, so don't be surprised if you guys get hit a little harder than you are used to with Clayton Kershaw. Second boss, Ivan Rodriguez. See, now, I was a little surprised Ivan Rodriguez was a boss. Only because the World Series program that just came out gave us Piazza. It just it was it was interesting to me for them to drop two endgame level catchers basically at the same time, within a week apart or ten days apart, whatever it was. So you look at Yvonne Rodriguez. He's got this is his base level card. 115, 112 contact right versus left. Power, 93 versus righties, 87 versus lefties. Vision is 105, so that's that's a nice number. Where this card is going to make its money for you is its fielding and the fact that it's a catcher who can run. So he's 97 fielding, 99 arm, 98 accuracy, with a 92 blocking, speed of 68. Those numbers are just incredible. You prestige him, he's got 99's fielding, 99 arm, 99 accuracy, and he goes up to 71 speed with 95 blocking. His defense is going to be the best defensive card probably of any position in this game. He is the best defensive card, period, in the game. You know, and his offensive stats, you can't argue with them. 96 power versus right, 90 power versus left when you prestige him. But there's something about his swing. I don't. Does he swing a wet noodle? Like, I just, I've never been good with Yvonne Rodriguez cards. Never. The evolution program for him took me so long this year because I just couldn't swing with the guy. I feel like he's an opposite field gap hitter, which is fine. But, like, if I'm able to make World Series again this year, or if I save up, uh, this season, rather, or if I save up enough stubs, I think I'm just going to go with Piazza. You know, or or I'm 17 runs away from prestiging Craig Biggio. His defense is not going to be the same as Pudge, but his bat's probably close to as good. So I don't know. I, you know, this is a nice problem to have, where there are a lot of options at each position. Instead of a dearth, like we had at catcher, where it was really just Buster Posey and Craig Biggio. Now you have Pudge. You have Piazza. You have um, maybe a 99 Adley Rutschman future star comes soon. If you went flawless, you have maybe Gary Carter, though I haven't seen him a lot. Um, there are options at catcher now, so that's good. I just don't I, I don't know if, if I love Yvonne Rodriguez personally. 
looking at his stats, the guy's a star. So it, if you hit well with Pudge, he's going to be great for you. For me, I know he's he's not going to produce. And the final one, like I mentioned before, who I quick sold was the Ty Cobb. So Luis on the stream, when they announced the bosses, said this might be the best outfielder or one of the best cards in the game. I understand maybe he was just trying to drum up some hype for the new bosses. I don't think he's a top five outfielder in the game. Maybe he's number five. His contact versus right and left is maxed out 125. He has 90 power versus right, 90 power versus left. That's because even though you wouldn't think of him as a power hitter, during his time, he was one of the premier power hitters. But that's when guys were hitting like 18 home runs a season. He's a perfect bunter. 99 bunt, 99 drag bunt, which means he's going to be in a lot of cheese lineups and he's going to frustrate you as a as someone pitching to him. Um, which is just, it is what it is at, at that point. Here's, obviously, 99 speed, 99 steel as well. I should say that before I say the negative here. The reason he's not one of the best outfielders is because of his arm. So he's 89 fielding, and when you prestige him, he's 92 fielding. So he'll get the diamond badge, which is great. And coupled with his speed, he's going to track down every single ball. But 73 arm or 76 arm when you prestige him, with an accuracy of prestige only 75? I don't know. Look at Mike Trout. Great arm. Look at Mickey Mantle. Great arm. Look at Larry Walker. Great arm. Bryce Harper's got a cannon. And a lot of people love him. They think he's an endgame outfielder. I don't know just because of his lefty splits, but I can totally understand with that swing why you'd consider him endgame. I just I think Ty Cobb has a place on my roster as a pinch runner. Obviously, 99 speed, 99 steal. Um, right now, that position is being held by Lou Brock. Rest in peace, Lou, Lou Brock, by the way. He, he passed uh, Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. So I think Ty Cobb would have a place on the bench in that role. Maybe a pinch hitter for somebody else. A pinch hitter for my pitcher, obviously. You know, many options off the bench. But I think he's a bench guy. Um, I just don't know. There's so many good outfielders. And think about the outfielders we still have coming, which I'm not going to spoil right now because we have that list of 30 players coming up at the end of this episode. But I want to love Ty Cobb. I really want to love him. I look at his numbers and I'm blown away. His attributes. His swing is silly, but it's a glitchy swing. And I perform better with lefty bats. I just, I'm I'm hesitant to say he's better than a Larry Walker, who right now is one of my best hitters. He's obviously not better than Mantle or Trout, so I don't know why Luis would have said something like that. He could be a number three outfielder on a lot of teams. Or if you don't have the rewards Mike Trout yet, obviously he might have a better chance of cracking a lineup there. But overall, I mean, all three of these bosses are very good. This is not like in some programs past where I'm not really in love with any of them. All these bosses are very good. Um, so hopefully within the next couple weeks when their prices drop into like the 125000 range, I'll buy all three. Um, I will say that right now my stub bank account is the best it's ever been. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that's because I sold Ty Cobb. Maybe that's because I got lucky in some packs. I just reached uh, Prestige 90 on the experience track, and I happened to get Mike Trout in the Live 90 plus uh, Diamond Pack. So obviously I sold him. 
But now is a great time to start saving stubs up because of team affinities. So, there's a reason, guys, we have a pack sale right now. It's very obvious to me. Maybe you just haven't been thinking about it, so it's not as obvious to you. It's very obvious to me. Team Affinity Level 4, Stage 4, are coming out probably by the end of September. Right now, when you go into any Team's Affinity, it just says Stage 4 coming in the fall. I would imagine that means late September, early October. So at most, I would say that gives you four weeks to finish your Team Affinities uh, up to Stage 3. Guys, you're not going to want to be behind the eight ball on Stage 4 Affinities. Because it's going to be 99 cards across the board. It's either go. This is this is the way I see it. This is the way I see it. So they're either going to be finest cards, which would lead me to believe it'll be at the end of September because then all of the teams will have ended their regular seasons, or it will be immortals again. I'm less sure if of immortals because some of the stage three cards you could already argue were immortals, like the the Royals and George Brett probably could have fit as an immortal for them. Um, you know, the Nationals and Andre Dawson, he was obviously an Expos immortal. Lou Brock and the Cardinals, Juan Marichal and the Giants, you know, Tony Gwynn and the Padres. So I don't, I don't know if it's going to be immortals. I would say it's going to be finest cards, which is going to be so exciting. So exciting. So these might be similar to stage three where you can buy them off the market and you could take the stub hit that way if you want to, but I'm telling you now on September 7th, 2020. Get your Stage 3 Affinities maxed out. Finish them. The pack sale right now has made so many cards cheap in the community market that you can buy them and do the exchanges super, super easy. Right now, I have 22 out of the 30 Team Affinities maxed out. The ones I haven't maxed out, I've kind of cherry-picked the ones I don't think are going to get super good cards. I'm still planning on maxing them out, but I'm not overly concerned if I don't get them. Um, but guys, either utilize the pack sale to buy 50 bundles and just keep ripping 50 bundles or play it safer, go straight into the community market and buy the cards you want to use to do your exchanges. There is one other option for team affinity. Stage one was face of the franchise. Stage two was future star. Stage three was face of the franchise. Is anyone seeing a pattern here? If they decided to drop every team gets a stage 4 99 future star, it would clearly follow the pattern. I think it would make a lot of people upset. Future stars have been hit or miss within the community. Some people love the idea that we're getting 99 future, literally future stars, like future studs who are going to be the faces of the game in the next 10 years. But also, a lot of people are upset that like 99 Royce Lewis just dropped. Why is he better than the live series Mike Trout when he's never played a game in Major League Baseball? So I, I, I kind of see the dissent there. Um, I think if SDS was smart, they would not make it future stars. They would do more throwback players. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to frame it. Throwback players are finest, or I think, in my opinion, the only two options that make perfect sense for the game. Just because... We loved Finest last year. I think across the board, players of this game loved Finest. So it makes sense just to bring it back. 
And what goes along with Team Affinity is potential Stage 4 are cards we haven't gotten in this game yet. But before we get into those, again, there's 30 of them that I've identified, I have to read a quick ad here from Thrive Fantasy. I am very excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during the shortened MLB season, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD, that's promo code THESHOWTHEPOD, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. So, boys and girls, this is going to be the most fun part of the episode for me, and hopefully for you as well. I went through the inventory screen today, this morning, and identified Legends cards that we have in the game, but are only in a base form or mid-level form. So these are not all going to be correct guesses. I did my best to take educated ones. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say the card, maybe give a quick explanation as to why I think we're going to get more or a better card, and we'll just move on. Uh, we don't need to dwell on a lot of these, but I think it's fun a fun exercise to look at. So, number one, I have Hannes Wagner. Right now we have a 90 version of his card, and it's very obvious why I think we're going to get a higher version. Last year he was the collection award and was a 99. It doesn't make sense not to have another... It doesn't have to be 99, but high 90, high diamond card from Hannes Wagner. Number two, Willie Mays. He's only an 87 right now. Clearly, he's going to drop at a 99, and he's going to be one of the best outfielders in the game. So we will be getting a Willie Mays at some point, because having him only be an 87 makes no sense. Bob Gibson, we only have an 85 right now. Bob Gibson is a legend. He is one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball. He throws absolute gas, and only to have an 85 of him is not going to fly. We're going to get a, a 98-99 version of Bob Gibson. This one is one of the very few I'm not sure of. So Monte Irvin, right now we have a 99, a 91 rather, sorry. If you haven't heard of Monte Irvin, I don't blame you. He's a legend and a pivotal person in the desegregation of baseball. He actually, on the New York Giants, was the mentor to Willie Mays. You know, his, his, he didn't play his first Major League Baseball game until he was 30 because of the segregated leagues. His numbers at that point weren't stellar. He had one All-Star season. He was a World Series champion. So I could see him getting like a 95, 96 card. He's not a 99 card. But I would not be surprised if Monte Irvin got a higher diamond. I don't think he's a card people would use. He might be more of an inning program boss, um, a player program. But I don't know. Uh, just keep him on your radar. That's all I'm saying. 87 Albert Pujols. Guys, we're going to get a 99 Pujols, and he's going to be juiced. And he's going to be able to play first base, third base, and probably left field. I don't know about right field, but definitely left field. 
So he's going to be a lot of people's endgame third baseman. His defense won't be pretty, but that bat is, you can't leave that bat out of your lineup. Uh, Keith Hernandez. Right now we have an 88. I believe that's the highest one we had have. Uh, last year, what did we have, a 97 or a 98 Keith Hernandez? I'm not a huge fan of his as far as the card goes. I have nothing wrong with him as a baseball player. Um, so, you know, I'm not enthused to necessarily get him or use him. But just based on previous history, we'll probably get another one at some point. Rich Gossage. So right now we have an 80 and a 90 of Rich Gossage. Would not be surprised if we get a 95 or a 96. If you look at Trevor Hoffman, I believe he had a 90 before he got his 96. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for SDS just to bump up a card six levels, six points, and, and give him a higher diamond. So I think Rich Gossage will get another one, especially with the in mm, unavailability of quality relievers right now. You know, you probably have enough relievers just to fill out a bullpen. There aren't many secondary or tertiary options. So I think Gossage is a good choice here. Adam Dunn. Right now we have an 82. I think we get like a 91 or a 92 Adam Dunn with just maxed out power and he's going to drop bombs on everybody. I really think we're going to get one of those. Again, it'll probably be more of like a player program for one of the upcoming innings or some sort of events award, maybe. Uh, I, I really think uh, we're going to get one of those. Brooks Robinson right now has a 90. One of the best defensive third basemen, probably probably literally the best defensive third baseman of all time, um, as far you know, historically. You've got a case right now for Matt Chapman or Nolan Arenado maybe to to be better than him, but but Brooks Robinson is the best of the best. His bat was good, so I, I do think we can get a 97, 98, 99 of Brooks Robinson. Um, might not be a card a ton of people use, just because he is more of a defensive player, but don't be surprised if we get another Brooks Robinson. Dale Murphy, 91 is the best card we have of Dale Murphy right now. Another Braves guy, so I, a lot of people are already upset the Braves have so many legends. But Dale Murphy had some big-time power seasons, and that 91 card I don't think is that great. So maybe a 95 or a 96 Dale Murphy. I really think we get one of those. Cal Ripken. So right now we have his home run derby card, which is, you know, I used him for a couple weeks. He's not the worst. And even though he's a, a high diamond, I think we're going to get a bona fide like signature series 99 Cal Ripken because of how important he is to the sport and how famous he is. And Orioles legend, I, I really think we get a, a perfect 99 Cal Ripken. Um, it, it makes so much sense, and I don't see why SDS would not release that card. Andrew Jones, another Brave. So right now we have an 84 Andrew Jones. So his best seasons... He was one of the best outfielders in baseball. He had 50 home run potential. He was a good fielder, a very good fielder, some would say, with a very good arm. I think we're going to get a mid-90s Andrew Jones. Again, because there are so many outfielders, he might not crack lineups, but I think we get him. Lou Gehrig with an 83 right now. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when we get the Lou Gehrig. He's probably one of the only guys who can challenge Babe Ruth in my opinion right now, as the definitive endgame first baseman. Babe Ruth, I love his bat. I've been killing it with his bat, but his glove at first is really starting to bother me. You know, 
you say you can just put someone at first base and it won't make a difference. I'm telling you, his glove is one of the worst, even though it's a silver shield. I, routine ground balls. He, there's this glitch lately where a ball deflects off your first baseman and you go to flip it to your pitcher, but the ball doesn't flip. Your first baseman just holds it. Babe Ruth gets that all the time. So I love Babe Ruth. I don't know if I can stand him much longer at first base, to be perfectly honest, and I'm not going to put him in the outfield. So I think Lou Gehrig has a shot there. Steve Bedrosian has an 82, another Braves guy. I don't keep mean to, <laughs> meaning to just give you Braves. This actually, I think, is the last one. But it's really rare for SDS to give us a legend with a gold uh, rating and then not give us a higher one, even if it's only like a, a, an 88 or an 89. I think we get another Steve Bedrosian as a fireballing relief pitcher. I, I just, I, I think it doesn't make sense to give us a gold flashback and then not see this card again. So just, just be on the lookout for that. Louisiana Lightning, Ron Guidry, one of the best pitchers in Yankees history, one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball history. Right now we have an 81. He is going to get a 97, 98, 99 card. He, he is. It's just a matter of when. Um, he's going to be a very good card to use, in my opinion. I, tr- I truly think that. Ron Guidry has had good cards in the past. I think this card's going to be very good. Right now, Cliff Floyd only has an 87. I don't know if Cliff Floyd has ever had a singular season better than an 87, but if you give him a a cumulative card, yes, he could definitely have like a 94 or 95 Cliff Floyd. And also because the Marlins don't really have a ton of legends or high-rated legends, I could see SDS throwing the Marlins a bone and giving them a high-rated legend. Right now, Omar Vizquel only has an 89. And Omar Vizquel, even in real life, has always been a player that... I don't know if he was as good as people say. And before the Indians people come in here, let me, let me just let me say what I mean. Obviously, probably the best defensive shortstop ever. If he's not the best, he's top three without question. His contact skills... Great. Through the roof. But, uh, I don't, I mean, he's not one of the best baseball players of all time. He's not. But I think he gets better than an 89 because of how other people view him. These are just my opinions here. I think he gets like a 93 or a 94, maybe another player program. Uh, it just doesn't make sense for me for his best card to be an 89 in this game. I, I think it'll get a higher one. Robin Roberts is a, is a player maybe not a lot of people remember, or even frankly know who he is right now we have an 86 of robin roberts as a legend for the phillies i'm pretty sure he gets a new another card i just like i said 86 i don't think that's high enough for a legend of his caliber i think he gets another one dennis eckersley so right now we have a 78 starting pitcher dennis eckersley and a 93 relief pitcher dennis eckersley i think we're going to get a 98 or a 99 closing pitcher dennis eckersley i really think so um Ivan Rodriguez player pro or uh, evolution program would have given us the same track with his 99 now being the third card in Ivan Rodriguez. I think Eckersley also gets the 99. It makes too much sense. Right now, Joe Morgan only has a 78. Guys, we know he's getting another one. I don't know if he'll be 99, but we don't need to say much about Joe Morgan. We know we're going to get another one of him. Miguel Cabrera, right now we have an 81 and a 94. I think we're getting a signature series at some point. Probably 98 or 99. Just look out for that. Jimmy Fox. 
Right now, we only have a very nice 69 version of Jimmy Fox. We're going to get a, a 99 version. He's going to have catcher eligibility, I hope. And he's going to absolutely mesh. There's no way he's only going to get a 69, especially after how good his card was last year. So, that's that's a no-brainer. Jack Morris only has an 81. He's another one of those, like, Steve Bedrosian types who... I don't know if he actually deserves better than an 81, but because he was a legend and they have him as a gold, I think they just throw him a bone and they give him, like, a 90 or a 91. Um, again, he probably won't be a card anybody uses, but I think he gets a, a better card. Mark Pryor has an 86. Early on in this game's cycle, I loved pitching with that Mark Pryor card. And he, you know, Kerry Wood... Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor will always be remembered together because they came up basically at the same time. They were the two young, exciting fireballers for the Cubs. Kerry Wood ended up prolonging his career a little more when he shifted to relief. Mark Pryor really didn't have that same success. But I feel like if Kerry Wood is going to keep getting better cards, Mark Pryor at his peak was just as good. I think Mark Pryor is going to get a better card here. That's just me. I like pitching with Mark Pryor. I like his delivery. I like his pitch mix. I, th I think he gets another one. This is one of the ones where I could be wrong, but I think he gets another one. So we've got six more here. Troy Percival. He Right now we have an 86 of Troy Percival. I look at him similar to Trevor Hoffman, where I think we get a card that is maybe five or six points better. Like a 92, 93. And even though that's not the highest rated card, I could see Troy Percival used in people's bullpens. So, I, I truthfully think we get one of those. Bruce Suter, right now we have a mid-80s, low-80s. Again, not a lot of not a card a lot of people are going to use if we get a better one, but just I, I think we get a higher Bruce Suter, maybe a 90. Lee Smith, we have an 83, and he's already a goon. So, just imagine when we inevitably get like a 96 Lee Smith. He's going to be untouchable. So, I really think that's going to happen. Johnny Bench right now, we have a 92. He's one of the best catchers of all time. I think we get a 98 or a 99 Johnny Bench. Um, 92 is like right in that middle range, so I wouldn't be shocked if we did not, but I do think we get a higher Johnny Bench. Fergie Jenkins in 83. Same as what I've said with Jack Morris and Steve Bedrosian. It's weird just to give us a, a gold card and not anything better, so I think we'll get the higher Fergie Jenkins. And finally, Ken Griffey Jr. We already have the 83, the 95, and the 98, but the 98 home run derby card does not fully encapsulate what Ken Griffey Jr. is as a baseball player or was as a baseball player. We're going to get a Ken Griffey Jr. that is going to be endgame. I really, 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 really hope he's not going to be a flawless BR reward. I don't want him to be super unattainable. He's one of many people's favorite baseball players of all time. He's one of my favorite baseball players of all time. And to make him unattainable would be, I think, a bad look for SDS. I'm hoping he's an inning program guy. I'm hoping he's, maybe he's a stage four affinity, team affinity guy for the Mariners. Or even the Reds. Um, obviously, we're going to get a 99 Ken Griffey. And I would imagine he'll be prestigeable. Because why wouldn't you release someone like Ken Griffey you know, without prestige? So, guys, those are my 30 players. I think I think a lot of these are, are pretty safe to guess. You know, there were maybe five or six question marks in there. 
but please, um, this was this was my list that I came up with. If I missed anybody, if you disagree with me, um, please let me know on Twitter at the show the pod. I'm very active on Twitter, as a lot of you you guys know, guys and girls know. Um, I do try to communicate with the community as much as possible because you guys are the ones listening to me. So I want to make sure I'm interacting and giving back a little bit there. So that is all I have right now for episode seven of the show, the podcast. I really thoroughly appreciate all the support you guys have been giving me. I hope you guys liked this episode. Uh, it was a little different, kind of just rattling off some names and numbers at the end, but I think that's important information for people to have because this week will be the final headliner, headliner set 50. A lot of people are upset, but that doesn't mean the content is stopping. Look at all the guys I just listed. There are so many more cards to come, and that does not include players who we haven't gotten cards of yet. There could be even more than the names I listed. So, content is not stopping. I'm not going to stop playing this game, even though I am going to go crush Avengers and (laughs) make sure I beat that storyline real quick. Um, But guys, keep playing the game. Keep loving the game. Keep talking to me about the game. It it makes the community better. It makes my show better. Um, Gives us all better relationships on Twitter and things like that. So, again, I thoroughly appreciate you all for listening. This has been Episode 7 of the show, The Podcast. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.